All right, hey, Billy Rainford here from Direct Moto Cross. We are heading into the Supercross 2021 season uh, for round one in Houston. I've got someone we're all very familiar with up here in Canada. I got Cade Clayson on the line. Cade, how you doing? I'm good, Big Wave. How are you? I'm doing well up here, man. It's not too bad. The weather's not bad. It's actually you could uh, you can almost wear shorts out here. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, it's it's 50 something down here, and I'm still in pants and a hoodie. So slacks. You're wearing some sensible slacks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Cable. Hey, man, um, thanks for talking with us here. I mean, we're obviously heading into a uh, big series here. I mean, it's uh, different, obviously. We're doing uh, three rounds in Houston to start off things. I mean, you're heading into the 450s again. But uh, let's let's. what have you been doing, man, since we saw you last? I mean, last time I saw you, we were doing Supercross here in Canada. Yeah, it's been a minute. I haven't seen you in, you know, a hot minute. Um, I've been staying busy. I uh, I wanted to get off on the right start this year so i've spent the last like month and a half back east at club and uh i just came back to a place that i knew that worked and uh i've just been grinding away we have a huge group of guys and all like really good dudes to work with and it's just been really fun uh training getting ready for this year and yeah i mean i've just been working uh i've been going down to mtf i've been down there twice to do some testing with the team and uh mx tech so i've been a little couple different places but man it's been uh, it's been a pretty good off season okay now when you go i mean heck when you put your address it used to be chesterfield south carolina club mx now when you was it just like going home for you uh i wouldn't say home because i'm not here to stay but i mean it's it's definitely refreshing you know i'm definitely not an arizona native so coming back to the east coast and being in the south kind of where i've spent a lot of my life is definitely a lot more normal to me um you know, it's weird not having Sarah here. Uh, it sucks having to be so far away from her all the time. But, uh, I mean, we're making it work, and it's uh, been it's been good so far, so I can't really complain. But it, uh, it's definitely nice to be back at club, but I wouldn't consider it home anymore. Right, yeah. No, okay. Now, when you went back to club, when you were there for the past couple of months, were you in the full program and everything, or are you doing your own thing? Yeah, on the full program, training with all the guys, just working away, putting that good pulp money from last year. To work so that I don't win it again this year. Oh, that's right. You did get that, didn't you? I did. So, but I don't want. I don't want to win again. So I'm gonna do my best to, to top that feat. Right. Speaking of last year, I mean, were you? Um, was it last year? You're kind of racing yourself into shape, kind of getting back into the Supercross scene, or was that two years ago? I can't even remember. Yeah, that was last year because you know I, the two years before that I didn't race obviously. So it uh, it was weird getting back into it. Um, you know, I think I had a, a big I was a big step ahead coming into this year. And I think everyone's kind of said like, wow, I'm, I'm actually riding really well right now. I'm super confident. Um, some people have even said it's the best they've ever seen me ride Supercross, which is, you know, nice to hear. So, I mean, it's just a step in the right direction. And, uh, yeah. Nice. Now have you, um, being before you went to club well, and in club, I guess, but, uh, what have you been doing more mountain biking or road cycling? Oh man, I've been mountain biking like no other. I, uh, I actually started, I have some friends from back home that I became really close with. They run a mountain bike company and uh, just a small business in town. And I've been guiding some people and helping out with some of their mountain bike schools. And it's uh, it's been really fun to do something like totally different. I mean, I, uh, you know, I coach and stuff and I'm at home in moto, but then being able to go do a bunch of mountain bike stuff and, you know, make enough money to get by in the off season is, is really fun. 
you know, and I put lots of miles in and I've actually signed up for uh, some Enduros at the end of the year or at the end of like the Supercross season that I'm going to race um, later this year. Ah, uh, it's amazing. That's such a common story, man. Motocrossers turn into uh, bicycle racers. It's just the way it goes. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoy it, and I I think I'm actually getting a little bit better at it. You know, when I first started mountain biking, I wasn't very good, so it's uh, it's so much fun, and just like the people, and just it's it's not so serious as moto, and I think that's part of the reason that I love it is I can just go and have fun, or I can go and I can train, or I can you know go and hit jumps, I can do whatever I want. Right now, are you a purist, or are you doing the uh, electric assist? What are you What are you riding? Oh man, I can't afford one of them e-bikes. You kidding me? <laughs> no, I I uh, I got a specialized enduro that I ride that I put way too many miles on already. So, and then I've got a hardtail and uh, got uh, got cross country bike too. Oh, sweet. Okay. Now, when you're out, uh, what's the most uh, what's the deadliest animal or creature you've come across out there? Um, so we've got lots of rattlesnakes. Um, I've got a tarantula that lives in my backyard. We call it <laughs> Tina. Um, but they're super friendly. Like I pick, I pick it up and I'll like move it because my dog will try and kill it. And, uh, it gets really annoying because like at night my dog will be outside and she'll find the tarantula and she'll just sit there and bark at it. And I'm get, cause like a tarantula could potentially kill a dog, but they can't really kill it's very rare that they've ever like actually hurt humans, I guess, because they're not like that deadly. They're like fun to like kind of hold because they're so big. Um, I mean, we've got like Kila monsters, which is like a giant lizard. Um, and then some spiders and stuff, but nothing too crazy, but I make do. I'm more scared of cactuses. <laughs> yeah. I think I speak they're for cactus hurt. I've had, I've had so many encounters with those things and they're terrible. Like it sucks so bad. Right. Nice. I was going to say, I think I speak for everybody when I say that, uh, or a lot of people anyway, that I say that if you have spiders that are big enough that your dog barks at them, uh, you, you're talking about something. Yeah, they were pretty big. Like, I remember I was doing some housework and I had to go out to the road to like shut off the water and like the little thing that's buried because the main one at the house was broken. And when I pulled the lid off, there was a tarantula inside <laughs> and it was the first one that I had seen. And it, it scared the crap out of me because it was so big. I like I reached my hand in to pull the uh, to pull the cover off. So I like I kind of jumped and yelled, and Sarah was laughing at me. And because I don't I don't do well with like spiders and snakes. Like if I can see them and they're in front of me, like I'm not scared of them. But like if I'm like walking through some tall grass and like I don't know what's below my feet, like oh that's that freaks me out. Oh man. Okay. Well, uh, there you go. I was, I was hoping you'd have a story like that. I was, I mean, I always see, you know, on Instagram guys whipping through the rip, you know, ripping through the desert and stuff like that. And then pictures of rattlesnakes and whatever else and scorpions and stuff. But yeah. Tarantulas. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I had, I had a rattlesnake in our front yard one day or in like the front of our house when I was doing some yard work and I just relocated it. But, uh, like Sarah, she was mountain biking one day with some friends and she had one like snap at her tire. Jesus. <laughs> so, I mean, they're there for sure, but um like if you don't mess with them, they're not going to mess with you really. Well, so, you don't mean to like, mess I with them. I had one literally. I had one. I had about a uh I was just kind of messing with it and I had it on my shovel and stuff, but you know, <laughs> ain't bad. All right. Well, we could talk all day about critters. We should uh, let's take this back to the whole Supercross thing, man. How how's the new bike? I mean, we got to talk about the PRMX team. You guys, I mean, you guys have quite the uh quite the roster there, but how's uh I mean, you got new 
new gear? You're wearing new, you know, you're, how are the new bikes and everything? Yeah, uh, I just got my new practice bike a few weeks ago. Um, so that's been going good. I tested my race bike this week and I, I loved my race bike. I, you know, I get really nervous having to break race bikes in so close to the first round because, you know, frames are stiff and stuff like that. And, you know, I like to get a little bit of time on them, but I couldn't believe you know, how easy my race bike is to ride. Um, it's really fast, but, um, our new motor guy is, uh, really good. Um, William something from Wisconsin. I can't even, I feel really dumb for not being able to remember his business name, but he, uh, he did an awesome job and the 250 guys seemed really stoked with their motors. So, and then, you know, I, I had already been doing a lot of suspension stuff with MX tech. So, um, I'm actually super pleased with my MX tech stuff. You know, I think every rider gets nervous when they switch suspension companies, uh, because, you know, they're basically going back to square one, trying to find a happy medium. And pretty quickly, I got to do a test, two test days with them. And they got me somewhere where I was pretty happy that I felt like I could push my bike. And, um, now I've, you know, made a couple strides forward, sending stuff back with them. And, you know, they even, they're going to spend the whole time in Houston with us here. So, um, they're really committed to, uh, you know, helping us have the best setup that we can. So, and that's really cool. Uh, to have people on, you know, our side doing that because I don't think any privateer team has something like that. You know, it's usually a factory team thing only. So, um, it's, uh, it's cool to be a part of something like that. And Julian really brought some good people in this year and, you know, is trying to make the best of, you know, everything we had. I think every team is a little short budgeted this year and it's, uh, it's been really stressful on that side of stuff, you know, trying to make sure we have the funding to do everything. And, but it's been, it's honestly, it's gone really well. And I'm super stoked with my bike and how it's been going. Oh, that's cool. I was just going to say, contrary to what a lot of people think, suspension is more important than graphics. Oh, I would, <laughs> I would ride a stock bike if like I had really, if I had amazing suspension, I would rather have that than a good suspension with a motor any day. I mean, <laughs> it, it makes or breaks a motorcycle for sure, because no matter how fast your bike is, you can't ride it with ability if if it doesn't handle well. Right. No, no. I was actually saying it's more important than graphics. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm, I, oh, I'm okay. just saying like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like, no, yeah, yeah, True. no, I get what you're saying. Okay. I was just I was trying to make a joke. I was, it went over like a lead balloon there, but okay, man. Well, uh, Billy, we, we all know that you got your little jokes that, you know, only you and like three other people understand. Some of us just got to bring you back down to, you know, normal IQ level. That sounds that sounds a little high. <laughs> nobody nobody likes my jokes. I, mean, I don't think there are three people who like them. But okay, so okay, well, let's talk about. Uh, hey, what about other Canadian sightings down there? Let's talk about uh, how's Guillaume Saint Cyr looking. Guillaume looks good. He's looking more comfortable. Um, he rides with us every day too. Uh, you know, I think he's just growing. And uh, you know, I watched him a little bit last year, and he was kind of just doing his own thing at club, like riding. You know, not with the training group. And I think he's making a lot of strides in the right direction. I'm sure you guys kind of noticed that at the Supercross up there. Like, he did pretty well at those. He was really cool. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, he's got good goals this year. And that's something that we kind of bring to light um, in our new program at club this year. Is we uh, we talk about our goals openly with everyone we ride with um, every day. Like, we talk about it before we ride. And it's cool to hear everyone's goals and their expectations so that, you know, I can help Guillaume or, you know, JB can help me or anything like that. Um, you know, I think, you know, there's 15 of us in our Supercross group, so we can all learn something from somebody. And it's uh, it's been really cool. 
do uh, like Brandon or Ben, do they say, nope, I don't like those goals. Let's re let's re let's reevaluate. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, and sometimes these guys are like repeating stuff too much or, um, you know, they're, they're very open about it. You know, I, I think like, you know, they push us to make goals that we want to strive for and not that we're going to, it's going to achieve super easily. So, um, I mean, it's, I've definitely had it been in my head before where like, I think I could, you know, a, goal, a certain goal is reachable for me. And they're like, well, I think you can reach, you know, two steps above that. Oh. And, uh, you know, a couple of days later, maybe I reach that goal. So oh, nice. it's, uh, you know, it's cool to, to see yourself progress in those ways. Well, this actually kind of begs the obvious question here. What, uh, what are your goals? I mean, you've got to be thinking you want to be a main event guy, but I guess, well, let's answer that first. Yeah. I mean, you obviously want main events, right? Oh, of course. That's, <laughs> that's the only goal. It's, it's main event or bust every weekend this year. Um, Julie and I had that conversation that, you know, my results from last year just aren't going to cut it. Um, they're not acceptable for either of us. And, uh, you know, it's, it's my goal is to get in there. You know, I mean, I understand the first few rounds are going to be tough. And, but, you know, qualifying in the top 25 and, you know, getting into the main is, is going to be the battle. And I, I know that I'm riding so much better this year. And, uh, as long as my starts are as good at the races as they are at the practice track, like I have no excuses of why I can't be good. You know, I put last year all on myself, you know, not being as prepared as I wanted to be and, uh, not just not riding as well as I wanted to at the races. And that's where my full results came from. So, you know, this year I'm I'm putting it all on me that I need to go out and make it happen. Right. What, what tires are you guys running? Pirellis? We are running Pirellis. Yeah. Right. Okay. Nice. Nice. Okay. Now, now I, I mean, we talk. I think we obviously. I think we've said this since the mid '70s. Uh, this is going to be the toughest field ever, the most stacked field in the uh, pro class. But I mean, literally, this. <laughs> are we saying it again? This has got to be the toughest field ever, isn't it? Uh, I mean, it's it never gets easier. I can no. tell you that. I mean. There's a uh, lot of fast dudes, and I know a few dudes already got hurt and aren't coming to the first couple rounds. But um, you know, I try not to think about it anymore. You know, I, I got a race where I got a race, so I just got to show up and go as fast as I can in the you know one minute lap times that we do. So if I can just worry about myself and the track and go out and do my stuff, I shouldn't have a problem. Hey, you've done a ton of these, obviously. Do you? Um, I mean, when you're out there and you look over your shoulder and you see a number three or a two or a ninety-four, like what goes through your mind? Are you like, uh, what, what, what does go through your mind? I mean, honestly, usually I'm annoyed because they rev their bike so much. Oh, they get out of the way and it's like, bro, you're, you think you're so much better than me. Just go by. <laughs> like, um, that's the only, I got the only part that I really think about. Um, I don't really mind being out there with any of those guys. Um, I remember, you know, one of my first pro races, I was on the track with Stu and it was like super weird because I looked up to Stu like my entire life. And now then I had to race him and, uh, it was just, it was really cool to, uh, you know, be on the track with those guys back then. But now I think of a lot of them as friends and just competitors. So it, I don't even really think of them other, anything other than that now. Right. Was, was a guy like James Stewart, was he as impressive to kind of, you know, say he laps you or whatever passes you, whatever, was he as impressive from behind your handlebars as he is on TV as watching him? Uh, probably more impressive. Right. You know, I don't think TV does some of the stuff that they do justice. And, uh, it's, it's crazy to see what they can do and, uh, you know, how they can ride their bikes. And it's fun to learn from them too, because there's so many things that they do that I, you know, haven't yet achieved. So it's fun to, uh, push myself to that level. 
All right, buddy. How are you, how are you looking in the whoops? Pretty good. I mean, uh, I mean, I'd like to say awesome, but I mean, I think race whoops are different than practice whoops. So I, uh, I feel really good at them. It was, you know, MTF has a few good sets of whoops. Um, whoops at club are really big. So once they get chewed up, we kind of start jumping them. Uh, so it was cool to be down there and, you know, get to test my bike on different stuff. And I mean, I think I'm hitting them really well. Um, I wasn't quite on Mark Davalos's level down there, but it, uh, it's definitely making steps in the right direction in the woods. So that's my big, I feel like one of my biggest weak points besides my start. Right. Okay. Hey, what, um, again, a guy who's done this many, uh, events as you have, when you look at a track map, do you look at, okay, a turn straight into a pretty tricky rhythm section Does something like that kind of peak make you nervous or do you go, ah, I'll wait till we see it. Yeah. You kind of have to wait till you see it because sometimes they build stuff and they realize like that's not going to work and they change it. Um, plus how they build stuff determines what you're going to be able to do. Like, you know, if they build a face flat, you know, versus steep, like it could change the whole dynamic of how, you know, you jump a rhythm section based off one jump. So, um, I mean, you can kind of look at it and see the general overview and kind of think like, Oh, Hey, these there's six dragon facts this year. Like I should probably put a dragon back in at the practice track, <laughs> make sure I'm comfortable on. Uh, but besides that, I mean, it's usually the same thing. Threes out of corners, threes on the tabletops, whoops. You know, it, it is what it is. Uh, and every practice track is a little bit different. So that's why, you know, we try to be, have a lot of diversity in like where we ride and, you know, not just ride the exact same track every single day in the same conditions. Right. Hey, what are they doing for uh, track walk and uh, getting to know the track this year? It's going to be just like Salt Lake City, you know, the viewing from the fans, which I think a lot of people really enjoyed because like when we go to the practice track, like we'll walk out and we'll maybe stand on the finish line or something and kind of just look around and just see like the obstacles and whatnot. So there's no surprises. And then we'll just go out and ride it. Where at the races, you kind of walk the track foot by foot. And sometimes that can make guys like super nervous. And I know I would kind of psych myself out sometimes and be like, Ooh, that triple's really big. Like, and then get worried about it. And then OJ or case it or whatever. And, you know, look at, looking at it from the stands, it kind of just like gives you a general overview. You go out and you have the expectations of like, Hey, I got to go out and jump this triple second gear right off the lip, just like the practice track. And, you know, you're usually within a couple of feet every time. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. I know. I always find it interesting because I get to go out on the track and, you know, shoot photos while guys are walking and stuff. And it's always funny. You watch different guys looking at different rhythms. It's like, you know what? It's just going to be different when you get on your bike. You just, just kind of know what's coming and, and you know you know it's just like you say you get all psyched out about it yeah exactly and you don't really know how soft the dirt is and uh you know if it's gonna get hard pack and blue groove it's gonna rut up like you never really know until after the first practice so it just takes time to figure out right right hey so you're you've landed in houston now right yeah i'm sitting at the airport right now you're sitting at the airport right now okay and you said it's actually kind of cold there now it's not warm <laughs> but I am sitting in the shade under an overpass like, <laughs> at the airport. Oh, sounds so, sounds fancy. I mean, there's just that you know that little like shaded breeze coming through here. It's a little chilly, but maybe <laughs> out in the sun it's warm. But it uh, it's not too bad. Hey, okay, I got to ask another Canadian question. Um, what do you think uh, predictions for Jess Pettis with the stuff he's been putting in? Man, I it's cool that he got to go down there and was able to pull something together and get in there. Um, I know it's not easier cheap to get in there, so that's really cool that he was able to get on such an elite program to make this happen. And, 
you know, if he's been putting in the work, you know, he was already really good at Supercross. So, you know, he's been riding with dudes who can teach him a lot. So I'm sure the expectations for him are, you know, for sure top 10, I would say, you know, and uh, maybe the goal is probably like a top five. I mean, I don't know. I think that would be really cool for him to then work towards getting a ride in the States maybe to uh, stay down here because, you know, I know he wants to ride a 450 in Canada, but I think Jess is the type of person that wants to keep keep growing and move to the States and compete at a higher level. Yeah, well, he is. We had that uh, virtual media press conference, and he came right out and said, yeah, his goal is to draw some attention his way and hopefully land a motocross, supercross ride down there for sure. Yeah, and I mean, I think he's worthy of it. I mean, he's a great outdoor rider. He's super fit. He works hard. And, you know, on the right program, on the right bike, I think he can do it. You know, take him Canada and drop everything down and put all their efforts into it. He could probably do really good, but I don't yeah. think they're going to do that. And that's why his goal is, you know, to get a ride down here. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Um, all right. Well, hey, let's talk about, can I talk, do you have a couple more minutes? Yeah. Yeah. You're good. Okay. I'm just uh, talking about your team. I mean, uh, for those of you listening who aren't uh, maybe aware of this, I think most people are. Team PRMX is owned by Julian Perrier, a Canadian out of uh, Quebec. So, uh, that's uh, really cool, and Cade's become kind of a kind of a staple there with the guys. Um, but we lost Josh Cartwright for the little bit. Yeah, Josh got hurt. He, uh, you know, ended up breaking his ankle, I think, and uh, having to have surgery on it. I guess he just caught it in a rut, super awkward, and didn't even crash. You know, it was just one of those things that happens, and, you know, it happens to all of us, really. So it uh, it's a real bummer for him, and I know he's hoping to be back. Um, sooner rather than later, probably like mid-season. Right. Now, what about, uh, I mean, we got all kinds of guys. Like now I got Ludovic Mackler is uh, taking his spot in the 450 class. I mean, who was uh, training? I mean, Luke Neese, Dakota Alex, Ryan Surratt, Simonson. Who all was at Club MX with you? So at Club, it's me, Luke, and uh, Devin. So we ride together, you know, every day with all the other guys there. And, uh, Ludo actually just flew over. I'm not even sure where he was, whether it's in California or uh, I haven't even seen him yet. And then uh, Dakota's down at MTF, getting ready down there. So uh, and Surratt is out in California. Right. So and I've ridden with Dakota a little bit, and uh, when we go down there, we all like park at his house and stuff and work out of his garage. And it's uh, yeah, it's been a really cool team atmosphere. I think. There's a lot of, uh, there's no egos or anything like that. And everyone's like willing to kind of help each other. So it's been, uh, it's been a lot, it's a lot of fun this year. All right. That's good. What's, uh, what kind of, I mean, obviously we talked about what, uh, kind of Julian and you have talked about what, uh, what you're expecting out of you, uh, the rest of these guys, I mean, uh, some young guys or some experienced guys. I mean, um, I guess there's just, uh, any, any pressure on these guys. I mean, the more, the more support Julian gets, the more, uh, results he expects. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I think Luke is a main event guy. Um, you know, I think he's fit enough. You know, I ride with him every day, so I know how fast he is and who he competes with there. So I think he's for sure a main event top 15 guy, you know, right off the bat. And, uh, you know, he can kind of work up from there. Uh, Devin has a really cool riding style. He's super green to super cross, but he's been riding super well at club. And if he can get to the races and get comfortable and have fun and, make it work for him then i uh, i have no doubt that he can do really well too all right who's the who's the character of the group you know i mean we are we all have kind of different personalities <laughs> i mean 
I feel like Devin and Surratt would get along great if uh, if they were together. They both have like that kind of like skater boy kind of uh, ambiance about them. And then Luke and I are super similar. He's a lot younger than I am, but um, you know we kind of get along. And I don't really know Dakota that well. I haven't spent a ton of time with him or Ludo. I met Ludo in uh, Finland when I raced over there a couple years ago, and. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just, it's like ego free. And that's the best part about it is, you know, we can go to, we can go to the races, do our job and not have to worry about hurting somebody else's feelings. If I say something or somebody says something to me, I'm not scared of how it's going to affect me later down the road. All right. So, Hey, with, uh, with Ludo, is there any concern that you're going to, with whether you'll be the top 450 guy or not? <laughs> Uh, I mean, like I said, no egos here, man. If he comes out and puts in the work, that's good for him, you know. But I, uh, I don't have any concerns right now. No, I, I, I know where I stand right now, and it's uh, strides above where I was last year. So I, uh, like I said, man, I have high expectations for myself right now, and it's, uh, it's honestly the first time I've ever came to the first round of the year and been this happy and pumped to go racing and confident. You know, like I'm not gonna lie, I'm usually like kind of like nervous like oh like how am I gonna do you don't really know where you are until you get there and like I know where I'm at like I know how good I can be you know I just need to go out there and do my stuff well it's, it's also the first year you've had a therapy tarantula yeah right <laughs> exactly <laughs> hey oh hey let me throw this in there too what are the uh speaking of Canadian again I'm dragging Canada into this oh geez goggles Canadian brand there Oh yeah, dude, the OGs. Uh, they're they're nice. I like them. Uh, I you know it's like anything else. You know, I was nervous about the gear. I was nervous about the goggles. I didn't really know, you know, where what it was going to be like. You know, because you know, as, as sad as it is, some companies don't put in a ton of effort. But the goggles have been really good. You know, I've put them to the test. I've worn the same pair of goggles every day, really, to just durability test them and make sure that, you know, I'm not going to sweat through them and do other things. And, and they've worked just as good as any other pair of goggles I've ever worn. And, uh, you know, they have all the same characteristics and, you know, they have laminates and everything like that. So, I mean, they're great goggles and they look cool. So they work for me. Nice. And I, I did an interview with uh, Kyle Snellgrove there a little while back. And uh, it, I just thought it was OG as it, you know, original gangster kind of thing, OG. But uh, it's because he says OGs a lot. He says OGs. It's like OGs. Oh, all, oh, okay. I get you. Yeah, See, I, haven't, I, I haven't met him or talked to him yet. I know he's going to try and come to some of the races, but I haven't even chatted with him yet at all. <laughs> anyway, I like those kinds of stories, origins of names and stuff like that, which I think is fun. But uh, hey, are you on a uh, Supercross only deal? Um, I mean, we haven't really talked about it. Um, probably mostly because Julian doesn't know what's happening up there yet. True. True. Um, but. You know, I would like to race outdoors this year. Um, you know, it was nice having last summer off, but at the same time, you know, I'm a racer and I like racing. So if I can, if I can go racing this summer, I will for sure. And that's, that's more or less up to Julian and how his program's going to work for up there. Um, I, uh, yeah, I mean, all of the deals are usually separate, like that right. he does with sponsors and stuff. So like he has to go back and like last year it was super last minute because of how everything was getting done and, it's probably going to be the same this year. Is it's, it's a waiting game because they don't know what races are going to happen. True. All right. Well, hey. Oh, by the way, Emily says hi. 
Oh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> why, why can't I do the interview with her? She's a lot cooler. I know, I know. That's what everybody says. It's starting. I'm, I'm starting to think people aren't joking about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is. Has she been working at the hospital still? Has she uh, had any COVID, COVID scares? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes and yes. Yes and yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough. Yeah, those swabs down the nose don't get any easier. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I can. I bet. Mm -hmm. I bet not. Okay. Hey, well, um, yeah. I know it's uh, you're waiting for a ride here, and we're just about up to our thirty minute limit. With uh, I know you said you had about that much time till your ride got there in your underpass <laughs> overpass. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just waiting for him. I don't. I don't know what's going on. I don't know where he is. Who's picking you up? Uh, our media slash truck driver guy, Brad. Oh. Uh, the guy from Auto Motoko. Oh, okay. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Uh, he's been pretty cool. He's been shooting pictures and stuff for us all the time. So another another uh, another person to have on the team is is good. That pleases Julian because then the social media gets popping. Right. No, that's great for sure. That uh, getting uh, killing two birds with one stone. But all right, Cable. Well, hey, I'll, I'll let you go, buddy. But I really appreciate you taking the time. I mean, I know the racing is tomorrow, so I appreciate you taking time to just kind of talk about it. And man, just. Want to wish you all the best, dude. You're, uh, you know, you're pretty much a Canadian. We we're going to call you, but uh, yeah. So good luck, and um, man, do you want to thank some sponsors there? Oh man, I mean, I uh, I'm just thankful for Julian, and you know, pulling all this together. It, uh, you know, I know it's a stressful year to make it happen for anybody. I know a lot of teams have folded this year and that aren't going to get to go racing. And I know there's a lot of dudes who don't get to go racing. So, you know, between Julian and all the all the sponsors I made it happen, you know, the list is never ending, but it's, uh, it's pretty awesome that they're willing to just step up and help us out to, to make this happen. So thanks to him a lot. All right. Okay. Hey, can you uh, throw us Canadians a bone and, uh, pretend like you're pulling your earlobe to say hello to us over the finish line? Wait, what? Yeah, never mind. It's a Carol Burnett reference. Oh my God. How old am I? See, this is what I'm talking about, Billy. Nobody understands. <laughs> <laughs> Just wave to us over the finish line, would you? Okay, I can do that. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, hey, I again, I appreciate your time, and um, we'll be watching you throughout the day. And then, uh, man, get that thing into the main event. That's the plan. Thank you, Billy. Okay, talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Okay, bye.